Welcome to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. I'm Sarah. And I'm Gabby. And we are two first-year physical therapy students sharing our grad school experiences to help PT students around the world. Embark on this journey with us as we navigate through the insanity of physical therapy school together. Looking for a gift for a friend, classmate, professor, co-host of a podcast, or really anyone? Physiomemes got your back with apparel, drinkware, and home decor. And if you go to physiomemes.com, you can get a 20% off coupon with the code gratitude, spelled G-R-A-D-I-T-U-D-E-2020. And don't forget to check out his social media for a good study break laugh. As always, make life humorous. So welcome to another episode of Gratitude, everyone. Today we are live at Smart Success PT Live. Sarah and I are live with Katrina, and we are so excited to be in person. It is so amazing, and so we were just chatting a little bit before we just started the episode, but we are so happy to have you on. Well, thank you for having me. It's an honor and pleasure to be here. Yes. Of course. Just so you know, this is our first, like, in person. I mean, this is the second time that we've met. Yeah. It's weird to, like, have us all in one place. Yay! <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, this is Well, really Alex special. and Will had, like, a full successful business. I know. Like, a couple crazy? years before yeah. they even met. So, last year was the first time they met. Yeah. Exactly. So. It's so weird to, like, it's surreal. It's so good to see you in real life. <laughs> so good to see you again. Yeah in real life yes. just want to point make that yes, point <laughs> of course likewise yes so if you want to tell the listeners a little bit about your story and how you got into PT mm-hmm. and where you are today okay well a long story so I originally was a dance major musical theater minor in New York City but I had started seeing physical therapists since I was 12 for dance injuries, and then I was there during 9-11. I suffered from a lot of health issues, was hospitalized multiple times, and just decided that the dance world wasn't the best fit, and I wanted to be in a place that focused on health versus looking a certain way, or it's just very competitive, and it's kind of win-lose situation in the dance world and I wanted to be in a win-win situation where everyone just wants to help other people. Little did I know in the PT world that it is really not like that. I learned that later. My mom was like, so God, it's like the physical therapy world is like the dance world for outpatient. I was like, yeah. So anyways, but that's a whole nother podcast. So yeah. So then I transferred to St. Kate's, which is now St. Catherine University in Minnesota, which is where I was born and raised moved back from Manhattan, studied there, so totally switched majors from my dancer creative thing, and then got recruited to Arizona to work as a PT there before I graduated. But I was still battling sickness and a lot of stomach and digestive issues. I had suffered from really severe eating disorders in my dance profession, and basically almost I should have a bag instead of a colon and they are amazed that it still works which is part of why I eat the way that I do and run every day I found non-medicative ways to deal with my digestive issues and it's still a struggle and constantly getting assessed and working with dietitians and nutritionists trying to find what's best for my digestive process so it not only keeps moving but also so I'm actually absorbing what I'm eating so energy is a huge issue so during PT school I was 
actually seeing weekly dietitians and weighing and measuring my food and also going through a 12-step program. I would call my spouse every day and go to meetings and had three hookup calls a day and I had to eat very specific food and if I did not eat that food I lost my abstinence. So trying to work a 12-step program while going through PT school and trying to recover because I've been 30 pounds lighter and I've been 30 pounds heavier dealing with all these medical things. It was really stressful to manage all of that and working two jobs. And then I ended up being hospitalized and having to have surgery on my stomach and still went through PT school. And then I relapsed in my last year of PT school and had to take a medical leave of absence because I wrote a letter to my school, basically kind of like reaching out for help and all my classmates and all my professors shamed me and pulled me in their office for lying to them about like the true issue because I just said I had stomach issues and surgery in my stomach but they're like you should have told us that you had like eating disorders we could have helped you now everyone knows this can be used against you professionally they forced me to take a medical leave of absence and I picked my own inpatient program that was 12-step based because I tried all the other ones and they didn't work obviously and so I ended up graduating late and always feeling like school was a struggle. I struggled energetically. I, su- I suffered from concentration, like ADHD, trying to manage my health and wellness during it. But I graduated. I finished, even though I was told by CIs or other people that I couldn't and other classmates that kind of rejected me. I had asked to study with them, and they wouldn't let me. I never felt like I fit in. I didn't growing up, and I didn't in PT school. I ask a lot of questions. I care a lot, and... I'm also very blunt and open, and I think that intimidates people. I was told recently I have a dominant and intimidating personality (laughs) where I'm just, like, an open and honest book. I have the biggest heart. I'm, like, the biggest, like, soft, like, person. I love everybody. I truly, honestly love everyone, but I am also, like, really logical and practical, and when I, like, communicate stuff because my brain is so active and fast, it can sound harsh, I guess, and I guess, too, like, girls don't get that. I'm Mm -hmm. not, like, the nice-to-your-face talk about you behind your back. I'm honest, and Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean I don't like you or love you. It's just, like, if there's an issue, let's talk about Mm -hmm. it. Like, so maybe that's confrontational, but I like to get to the root shit of stuff because I don't like to be resentful at the end of the day, and I don't talk about people being on their back. So, anyways, so I graduated late, and then I had already got accepted for that job, and so I took my boards, which I actually fell asleep behind the wheel on the way to take my board exam. So I bought a car and apartment based on that because I had to drive to Rochester, Minnesota. And I ended up, I was in cruise control and I fishtailed seven times on the highway across the entire three lane highways, did a 180, was driving into oncoming traffic, drove over the median, crossed into the other side, flipped another 180, driving into oncoming traffic, finally realized I was in cruise control because I was going 70 miles an hour, mm-hmm. drove back down the median, finally slammed on my brakes in my brand new car that I paid for in full, $20,000, which I also paid for in full my healthcare expenses, that leave of absence, which is another $20,000 that I worked really hard for because insurance wouldn't cover eating disorders because that's not a real diagnosis. <laughs> Uh, so, and I had school insurance, and it was the year after my, I was off my parents' insurance. So anyways, that was on the way to take my board exams. Oh, oh It was the night before, luckily, but still. So I took it, and I've always been 
a horrible test taker. I have a hard time focusing. I struggle with confidence, self-esteem, everything. That was all my biggest feedback in PT school. I misread the question. I don't absorb well off of screens either, and I don't sit well for long periods of time. So I took it. It was the hardest thing in my entire life. The two hardest things I would say in my entire life until four years ago were... PT school and the board exams. Mm -hmm. Those are two hardest things I've ever done my entire life. And I mean, I I was in Manhattan for 9-11 and like dancing on my toes and all that stuff and surgery on my stomach and lots of <laughs> things, almost having my colon removed. So I've been through a lot. Yeah. So, and then the last four years was moving back to Minnesota and trying to do like cash PT and stuff, like mm -hmm. the whole transition. So that's later in the story. Mm -hmm. Fellowship. Now being a fam, like that. So, but anyways... So I uh, took the exam back then. You had it mailed to you. Oh, <laughs> it wasn't yeah. on. So I graduated oh. in 2008. And so you didn't find out for six weeks at least. Wow. And so I moved to Tucson, unloaded everything, like started working as heck. I got my results. And it just says pass or fail. And it just said fail. And I went into work. I just moved across country knowing no one in Tucson, Arizona, bought a car and apartment based on that salary. And I didn't know what to do. I never thought that was an option. And they're like, it's okay. You're not the only one. You'll just work as a tech, as a rehab tech, and, tell, and then you just take it again and we'll pass like, you're not the first one. And so I was like, okay. So I bought my results. And, you know, you need 600 to pass. Mm -hmm. And it was out of 800. And so I broke it down, and, like, each question is worth about 30 points. I know that they're all unevenly distributed, and I had 585. So I missed by less than a question. So I bought my results, and I focused on the two areas that I did the worst in and studied and then like took it again and this time it was faster results so the first time I took it I found out in October so I moved in October of 2008 the second time so I took it in September I think and then I took it in November and it said fail again and I just cried because in Arizona you can only take it twice before you have to reapply so each time you took it it took me like $1,500 but then for Arizona I had to pay another thousand dollars after two times and at that time you can only take it three times in a year and I bought my results and I ended up doing better in those two areas and then worse in the other areas and then this time I got like 590 or something so still missed the cutoff by like less than a question yeah, exactly. like less than a question and I just remember being on my knees I'm like getting an emotional bond yeah. like praying to God like that's really a lot why, why am I here like if I don't pass this like I moved down here for this job I'll have to move back like if I don't pass this like what's my degree for like I can't work like what's the purpose of my life did I screw up like and a lot of people think that yeah like yeah. there are people that are gonna listen to this and be like yeah. oh my god that is me yeah. <laughs> I know and that's why I'm sharing the story yeah, yeah. because your ability to be a good clinician has nothing to do with your ability mm -hmm. to pass a fucking test. And yeah. I'm sorry to drop the F-bomb. Oh, oh, no. It's, this but, is like, not rated. You know, I'm a Christian. I love yeah. God. I love Jesus. But once in a while, there's impact Strong needed. Feelings. And uh, he forgives me. So, <laughs> so 
this time and I just I felt like a failure mm-hmm. I was working as a rehab tech all the other people I didn't fit in there I didn't have friends I didn't have family I was living in an apartment with no internet no cable I was using my apartment's gym and their internet I was laying on the mattress on the floor with my little VHS TV DVD watching sex in the city shows because I didn't have yeah. cable or internet or TV or anything bare minimum shopping at Costco buying the huge thing of tuna and like huge thing of carrots like making meals throughout the week to stick to my meal plan mm-hmm. still working my 12 step program calling my sponsor in Minnesota claiming my food still like working my program to stay in recovery as well and just hopeless and then there was this one PT at my job who was an engineer and she was master at taking tests and she was one of the few people that was nice to me mm-hmm. and she said you just need to learn how to take the test mm-hmm. and she was god gifted her to me mm-hmm. so we broke down and scheduled it so the last one was in november mm-hmm. in february and we broke down each section in weeks and she guided me and she's like this is good for me it's good review she's like I go home and read PT books and I was like oh my wow. gosh like, who are you like she does it for fun she was an engineer she's super smart oh she was gosh. in the military super motivated oh, she's wow. like you just need to learn how to pass the test she's mm-hmm. like Katrina you're fine Yeah. and we met once a week and she would quiz me mm-hmm. and ask me questions similar to how they ask the questions mm-hmm. and two this time around instead of focusing so much on the NPT like exam studying and yeah. studying the information I bought practice tests yeah, that's and good. I just took test after test that's after good. test after test mm-hmm. and I practiced and I practiced and I practiced and third time's charm yeah and I passed and I remember again getting on my knees and thanking okay. God yeah. Yeah. for my life yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I think I really would have ended it yeah like, <laughs> no I really wouldn't but like yeah. there's so many times like those trials and tribulations everything that I've been through and everything that you guys are going through it gives you tools and strategies and techniques to show you that you can get through the next thing mm-hmm. so when we go through stuff it is to help someone else go through it in the future yeah. by either guiding them and or giving them hope. But also, life fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Shit continues to hit the fucking fans yes. over and over and over again. And there's no if, when, then, but. When you pass that test, when you get that job, when you get that house, that is not your happy ever ending. Mm-hmm. And that is one thing that I fell into in Tucson. And I was still depressed. Mm-hmm. And I, I struggled with happiness and searching for that happy ever after. But know that as you continue to grow, you need that identity shift. Mm-hmm. And when other stuff comes up, you have a 100% success rate of getting through everything that you've gotten through before. Mm-hmm. And so your likelihood that you're going to get through this is pretty damn good Mm -hmm. and that is like my biggest thing of wanting to share trials and tribulations is to give people hope and that it's going to be hard but don't let that define you Mm -hmm. I let those failures define my 
first seven years of PT career. I felt inadequate. I did a year and a half in inpatient rehab and then I went to outpatient, which if you don't use it, you lose it. And I felt like I never learned the stuff because of I was sick in PT school and because it was so hard for me to pass mm-hmm. the test, mm-hmm. I felt imposter syndrome and that I didn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And I was constantly trying to prove myself as a PT, like producing my butt off. I worked six days a week overtime every Saturday to pay off the student loans to try to make up for the year that I was paying my student loans on a tech salary. Mm-hmm. And also just trying to be an amazing PT by numbers, but then I lost communication, I lost passion, and it didn't matter how many numbers I produced if I'm not communicating effectively and I'm not making people feel like the most important thing in the world. And it wasn't until moving back to Minnesota four years ago to be with family and being faced in trials and tribulations like again I bought a car and apartment based on a PT salary like that I interviewed some jobs I bought all this stuff and then six weeks into that job and I got two weeks severance pay but they decided they didn't need me anymore and it was like the rug pulled out from underneath me and then I had to find my own way and working a commission job and then taking classes but I continued to feel inadequate because of that but now I am the director of physical therapy at a very successful sports and orthopedic Mm -hmm. setting and I also am a fellow I'm in the top one percent of all physical therapists I completed a fellowship which again through that I mean crying in the bathroom feeling like I couldn't do it Mm -hmm. that I wasn't smart enough but the thing is is that those were all lies that I told myself Mm -hmm. I had this false belief system and it just took one person at a job to to believe in me and it took action of starting to invest in myself I started buying books on tape and podcasts I was sick of the way I was thinking Mm -hmm. and I needed to surround myself with different people and I signed up for smart success physical therapy which surrounded me with people that started saying that I was good enough and smart enough and doggone people like me (laughs) and uh, I started feeling that way and started acting that way and that's when I started the purposeful passionate provider page which is what got me my job Mm -hmm. they saw who I was they saw my authenticity and my heart and now I have a waiting list of patients. I've had patients follow me for four years to like multiple different clinics. I have people specifically requesting me weeks in advance. I have three evals waiting for me on Tuesday. And all my front desk, they say, everyone here just loves you. Like, I would recommend anyone to you. Like, you're the best provider because it's not only my skills, it's how much time and energy I spent in communication. Mm -hmm. And it's also relating to them through my trials and tribulations. And so I want to encourage you all, do not let any failure ever define you or your worth. You are more than your failures. And use those to motivate you and inspire you to find your weaknesses and work on them and make them your strengths. Because that's exactly what I did. And I finally have that joy and that happiness that I was searching for all along. That's great advice for PT students. Yeah. And I think your story will help so many people, obviously, and it's hard to share because that's... Oh, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Right, right. That's just a little. I'm going to be writing a book. Yeah. Like, Like, I've been through some shit, girls. I've been through some shit. 
So, so we're gonna send them all your way. Yes. <laughs> we like everybody ask Katrina all the questions. Yeah. Yes. Where can they contact you to like on social, chat so with you? So on social media, I'm on Facebook. My Facebook page is Purposeful Passionate Provider. Instagram is at Dr. Katrina D O C T O R K A T R I N A eight sixteen. Um, email is K A and then Neeskern, K-N-E-E-S-K-E-R-N, 816 at gmail.com. And they can just Facebook me at Katrina Neeskern as well. But I am more than happy to talk or reach out or give people hope and help them, like, even, like, abusive relationships. Like, Mm -hmm. I've been through a lot. And just know you're not alone, ever, and that tomorrow is always a new day. No matter what you're going through today, your feelings and hormones and emotions are going to be different tomorrow and to just keep putting one foot in front of the other and doing the next best thing one minute at a time thanks for coming that on. was amazing i hope you guys really got some really true value out of this and if you have any questions definitely reach out to katrina but we thank you so much for coming on yeah thank you for having me yes oh, of course Thanks for listening to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram and Facebook page linked in the description.